2: Oh, wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Mark, I don't know which order these are going to be in, so I can't remember whether you're about to put all of your beer in a bag <laughs> or, or you're, 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 uh, at the moment um, your bag is still full of beer. I think we have so many wonderful stories. So
1: many wonderful Mark the stories cup of a fluff like a, a misbehaving can do you know slightly actually when people do podcasts oh. and they have that thing of of saying you know uh, so we recorded this back in October mm. or whatever I immediately go I am no longer interested in this podcast <laughs>
2: No, I do too I got well yeah. you have nothing to say about the world and
1: yeah. where I am now today oh sorry I, I'll just wait three months to hear, <laughs> to hear your wonderful wisdom that's worth keeping around yeah, for three you months you listened to that and yeah. then thought yeah That still works. Yeah, it still works. That's the best I could have done in three months.
2: What the fuck is
1: that? What are you doing now? Huh? (laughs) Stuff I'm going to listen to in the future? No, you're not. (laughs) I'm not listening. Oh, Tesco, can I have some milk? It's from three months ago. I'm not having it. I don't want your rancid, sour podcasts. It has to be recorded, so I think uh, what we have to pretend. Basically, yes, okay. We, we recorded, this, today, the, recorded probably the morning today. of. Yeah, if this
2: comes out on Christmas Day. I mean, this is which uh, which which one is this? This is let's, the let's pre- christmas the Day one, I believe. The uh,
1: we are going to be doing uh, the wonderful saga of Johnny Storm versus Jodie Fleisch. Yes, please. Uh, we are going back to two thousand and two, mm. uh, and to CZW Combat Zone Wrestling uh, in America. This is actually uh, out on the thirty-first of December. <laughs> what? <laughs> this sour little thing I hope you're enjoying your (laughs) New Year celebrations guys now you say it I do remember that I specifically asked if this could go out on New Year's Eve yeah as
2: a little New Year's
1: Eve treat and then acted like it was going out on the 23rd yeah what a big baby happy New Year
2: guys happy New Year oh steady
1: 2020 eh (laughs) what a piece of shit that can do one what a dumpster fire oh Oh. god Um,
2: if you want to listen to any of the
1: other Wrestle uh, does coronavirus a stop in 2021 i believe it does yeah. it just just, just goes, overnight it goes, it, yeah it, it, it did survive the winter yeah <laughs> i tell you what this year has given me newfound respect for coronaviruses what would what you mean as in like previously i didn't think anything about them yeah you know i'm aware mm. that that was a gap in my knowledge <laughs> uh, not yeah. understanding their customs and ways. yes yeah, yeah. i took them for granted i they were something that weren't going to, going to impinge on my life. The pangolin I was fucking looked at me. I looked at him. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, this year, if it's taught us anything, <laughs> yeah. it, it's got to be a grudging respect for the coronavirus.
2: Oh, it has the staying power of Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> yeah. It
1: really does. It does. I mean, if any COVIDs are listening, um, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry that I've spent so doubted long. Doubted you. Well just, just, you know, ignoring and dismissing them because mm. you know there's a show of power this year. Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll really, never ever <laughs> take them for granted again. <laughs> take <them> for granted.
2: <laughs> I did I only recently sort of figured out slash read uh, uh-huh. on a website, uh COVID nineteen is because it started in 1990. Yeah Nineteen nineteen.
1: No, no, I read and a lot like... of websites that talk about <laughs> how it's been here yeah. post World War One. Yes. No, yeah, it's it's good, isn't it? I, I like get, I like that sort of thing when when you sort of go ah oh, oh, I thought the scientists were really like clever but it's just actually it's a just sort a of date. like a date yeah
2: it's just a date I yeah. mean I mean the the annoying thing is if they'd have given it like a month mm. that would have like COVID you know whatever November COVID yeah. November nineteen yeah that would have given it a little less scope to spread I would say yeah because it would be like. Oh God, I kind of understood how well. I think you'd you would still of look like up going. children on the border at that point. <laughs> I think mean, they probably still
1: are. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That all those sort of horrible things are still going on, but we're like, oh, we've moved on now. Yeah, because uh, something's harming us. Yeah, we don't have time to talk about all <laughs> those don't other things. We not do the,
2: Yeah, no, fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a, I mean, oh, you know, such a, I mean, indescribable year uh, for everyone. But mm. I mean, it has been really notable in wrestling. I was watching some um, game changer wrestling, GCW, though, right? And they had been uh, criticised during. During the sort of, I suppose, the latter part of the first wave, right? When they brought uh, shows back on too quickly, yeah, and they had a, a a show that even though they said they took precautions, a lot of people tested positive after that show. Right. And I was watching their most recent one, which was from about a week ago, and. They were uh, in between matches. They were sort of, you know, guy would come out with essentially a pack of, you know, dental wipes and start rubbing <laughs> the rings. And the commentators were just going, "Yeah, I'll never let it be said that we run a fucking sloppy business." You know, <laughs> you see that no one's going to be complaining this time. And it's just, I, I thought, oh god, I fucking hate a tawdry wrestling. <laughs> Again, it's that thing of I've said this many times, but it's those moments where the imaginary person who you respect at work, mm. walks into the house and goes, Hey, what are you watching? And I'm watching someone just going, the fucking <laughs> all these marks going on about how we'd spread super spreaders you know it's uh, they can go fuck themselves you know. oh god why can't i, I be reading a book <laughs> um, and i'll tell you look hey the reason mm. you still love wrestling is because yeah. of matches really like this um i've watched this match i think three or four times now mm. A lot of the time because I start making notes yeah. and then I miss bits and so I go back and everything. But I do have a thing of sort of going, oh, I don't feel like I've sat and watched the whole thing. yeah. So uh, I watched it about two hours before we started this record. Mm. And uh, it is just a brilliant, brilliant match in 2020. Yeah, The fact that it's 18 years old. 2002.
2: I know. I know. It's, it's it, like, I, you watch that, you go, wow, that was really good. It's like, God, people have been losing their fucking minds in 2002. And
1: they were. They, they really were. <laughs> I mean, 2002, I think you've got, like in WWE, you WrestleMania 18. So you've still got all the big stars, your Rocks, your mm. Austins, your, yeah. uh, although Austin obviously retired the year before, uh, your Hulk Hogan's, all the big sort of, you know, names are still there. Mm. And what suddenly happens in this match. Is two people come out of not just nowhere, because mm. they weren't known before they took they 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 you know took part in this match. Yeah. But they came out of Britain, which was a country that really, even people like me who were into wrestling, <laughs> thought the scene was long, long dead. Mm. And so they come from nowhere, literally nowhere, and they put on one of the matches really of the year. Looking back at it from a historical point of view, it's sort of more important now than it was then. Mm. What's really sort of magical about this match to some degree is that this is the one moment where Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm came together to do a match on TV, on an yeah. nas- international stage. Yeah. And it just went brilliantly. And then, for various reasons, they never ever got the chance to do it again. And it's just a fascinating moment that somehow, again, I love that thing of the two of them were intertwined. And they came together at that perfect moment. They did something incredibly beautiful. And then they just disappeared again. It's just, a, you know, the, the the chances of this match happening mm. seemed very small. The reality is they might have fought each other more than any other two wrestlers <laughs> in the world. And we'll talk about that once we've talked about the match. Um, Worth, worth saying, I mean, I mean just, just to set it in context, in 2002 obviously the british scene is very very different it's in 1988 the world of sport has come off television Mm. and british wrestling has been dwindling and dwindling and dwindling and declining ever since then as the attitude era hits there's a bit of a resurgence because people are once again interested in wrestling and the way that britain reacts to this is they don't suddenly go well come and see some wonderful british wrestling What basically blossoms all over the country, primarily in sort of smaller regional places and the holiday camps, is what's known as tribute shows. And tribute shows were those wrestling shows filled with wrestlers who were from Britain and who missed the glory years of the sport and had just been still working in front of ever smaller crowds who suddenly went, there is some money to be made here. If we dress up as X Pac and Kane and the Undertaker, <laughs> incredible. Um, I had a look through some of my favourites. There were also worth saying for about five years, every British card had a doink on it because a doink you could just put on a clown makeup. Yeah no matter how badly. No. And people were like, how is okay. that the real doink? Um, I, I went through some of it. There was Boston Blackie. Uh, he had a tribute act which was called The Welsh Rock.
2: Um, the Welsh <laughs> Rock. Can you <laughs> smell what the Rockets Welsh <laughs> Red. <rabbit?
1: laughs> uh, they had uh, The Dudley Boy. Who was? On his own. Oh, like a lonely,
2: like the third Gallagher brother.
1: Yeah. Oh no, the Dudley boy. So sad. Um, and my absolute favourite. Um, I mean, there are some favourites who were around earlier as well, like Legend of Doom, who was a guy called Johnny South. He must have been about sixty okay. uh, when he he became the Legend, the Legend, of, Legend Doom. of Doom. He yeah. looked like a Hawk because uh, he had a sad, droopy dog face. <laughs> um, but my absolute favourite is a masked man who was called. Uh, his 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 second. I, I have to break it down like this because otherwise you'll get the joke too quickly. Right. His surname was Stereo, like the music Stereo. Yeah. His first name was Raymond.
2: Raymond Stereo. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> Raymond oh, no. stereo. stereo. Amazing. Please welcome Raymond, Raymond stereo. stereo. What
2: did you say? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> now I, I was going
1: through some of the old things. <laughs> stereo. People who went to these tribute shows, like with their dads. <laughs> The number of people who went to these shows who (laughs) thought they were seeing the genuine genuine WWF stars. Yeah. (laughs) They thought, yeah, the WWF have decided to do this show in Preston, or (laughs) Clydebank or Hull, and they have come here. And what is funny is these guys, (laughs) just because the the glory years were over, and if you like, the, the modern era and the British wrestling revival hadn't yet started, these guys weren't shit. Most of them had learned at the feet of some of the great stars of the mm. 70s and 80s. They were all really, really capable hands. But there was no outlet at that time? For there, them. Was, there was mm. no industry. It had just died. So people talk about going to see these, and there was also a sort of UK mankind. Um, <laughs> right. and, and people would say, you know, he went through five chairs. It was an amazing match. The UK Undertaker was often like, celebrated for the fact that they went. he doesn't do a tombstone. He does a running, jumping tombstone, you know, <laughs> as a finishing move. A lot of these uh, uh, sort of tribute shows, <laughs> what they would do is they would always advertise a steel cage match, you know, between The Rock brackets from Banger, from Banger, yeah, from Banger Rock. <laughs> versus Kane, and you know, Kane. You'd be like, "Is, is the suit too big?" It or is can't see And they'd always <laughs> say, "There's going to be a steel cage match," you know, an amazing thirty foot steel cage. <laughs> and at the start of every show, and this happened all around the country. The announcer would come out and say, "Well, I'm very sorry, but uh, the council and the venue have refused (laughs) to let us erect the cage." Bullshit. Uh, I mean, it's just a proper return to the carny carny thing. Carny crap. There was a guy who was on uh, Reddit. He said, "My favourite tribute show memory was a dad." Uh, Getting upset when it turned out he realised it wasn't the real WWF performer. Uh, His young son had calmly said to him, Dad, Taz was at Madison Square Garden on Monday. Why would he now be in Stockport?
2: (laughs) I like the son giving it the kind of like, come on, Dad. It does
1: sound a little bit like I was watching a WWF tribute show when my three-year-old son turned to me and said, come on, Father, Taz has just performed in Madison Square Garden. But it is just a... Do not move. Do not move. <laughs> uh, someone says, I remember a shirt at Woodford Leisure Centre. Uh, the main yeah. event was billed as Jake the Snake Roberts versus Earthquake. Uh, of course, it wasn't the genuine Earthquake, but amazingly, it turned out to be Maybe the real Jake, Jake the Roberts, the Roberts, which is just oh, no. brilliant. So that's the sort of scene <laughs> that these, these two guys have basically started training to be uh, professional wrestlers.
2: Why they do, sorry, Why don't they do that now? I would like to watch... People doing tributes for that just you know, one night only. Hey, I've said this. Crystal I mean Palace. we are gonna
1: put on what I call the greatest <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> now, there will be lawyers' letters. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Where some of the wrestlers that we like and book Will simply be recreating the great WrestleMania matches. Wrestlers of our time.
2: we've never really seen wrestle as part of WrestleMania. Gorilla yep. Monsoon versus The Rock. Oh, That's what I would like. To I mean, see. That, that that is no one's done
1: that fantasy booking show <laughs> where they go, you will have to study Gorilla Monsoon, yeah, and you can only do what Gorilla Monsoon would do <laughs> <laughs> in this match against Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> so the the two wrestlers that we're talking about <laughs> are Wonder Kid Johnny Storm, uh, who is from Harlow in Essex, <laughs> and he debuted in 1997 mm. uh, when he was. 20 years old um and the phoenix jody fleisch who debuted in uh, 1996 when he was just 16 um what's really interesting about them is they both really got into wrestling before that massive attitude era boom Mm. so you could tell that they were sort of it was always going to be a job they were going to do and maybe that's the thing that sort of helped them get through the fact that they were doing it in a country where there was no real mainstream wrestling outlet yeah um they both Uh, Jody Jody Fleisch. I'll concentrate on him a bit. Um, He was a fan of The Ultimate Warrior and The Undertaker, and then later Shawn Michaels. But the thing that really changed things for him was he started getting into tape trading. One of the things he first got into was ECW, he said, and it just all flooded in from there with Mm. the tapes. Uh, He watched a lot of Rey Mysterio, a lot of Jushin Liger, and a lot of great Sasuke. Um, Both of the men were trained by a guy called Dino Scarlow, and he was the son of Tony Scarlow, who was a 70s and 80s wrestler who had lots of really good matches with the Dynamite Kid. So a guy who really knew the basics. Mm. And what I love about this is you can see this unbroken chain of all of this sort of wrestling knowledge being passed down. Because wrestling is a closed shop, there is that thing about how it just goes through the generations by word of mouth and by those training things. So... There's a funny sort of thing of Jody Fleisch being trained by Dino Scarlow, who was trained by his father, Tony Scarlow, who would have been trained by, I don't know Billy Riley in the Wig and Snake Pit gym. you know it's just that amazing, unbroken chain yeah. of men doing the same thing that they were probably doing at the turn of the century, you know, of the last one, not obviously uh, <laughs> 2001. <laughs> it's not as impressive. Um, they teamed together very early in their careers, Johnny Storman and Jody mm. Fleisch, and really from their first match their careers are inextricably linked and they culminate in this match in 2002. Mm-hmm. So the very first match that Jody Fleisch has is in a tag team match where Johnny Storm is one of his opponents. The very first singles match he has is against Johnny Storm. And that was the first match they had was in, I think, um, probably what? Oof, I think 2000, around mm-hmm. that time um they were working for a place called the fwa the frontier wrestling alliance and this was a really really important part of the british revival so what happened is they were based in Portsmouth and they ran as a a wrestling school but also put on shows and they they brought that sense of professionalism and training back to a scene that was previously just tribute shows and holiday camp routes and things they were like how can we do it in britain Mm. um in 2000, they began bringing in sort of American stars. They brought in Sabu for a show, and they brought in Dan Seven. Um, and uh, I think Jody Fitch has a brief period in Japan. He goes to Michinoku Pro under a mask, and so he's beginning to pick up more skills. Uh, in 2002, after he he had an elbow injury and returned, um, he won the FWA King of the King of England tournament, uh, which was uh, he ended up getting presented with a medal by Dynamite Kid. Uh, at the end in a ceremony dynamite came out in a in a wheelchair there is actually a link to that little presentation in the uh, in the new newsletter um and so he's he's basically in a tiny tiny scene jody fleisch has been anointed as you know the man Mm. um In June 2002, uh, he started taking bookings in the United States, and he did a tour of a couple of federations, the Premier Wrestling Federation, Ring of Honor, and Combat Zone Wrestling. Um, I watched an interview with him the other day. It was done in June uh, by an American guy. One of the worst interviewers I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely (laughs) appalling. And it had 63 views. And it was slightly heartbreaking to, to see... Him being put through a forty-five minute interview where the guy barely lets him speak, you know. Mm. I, you know, I, I came on Netflix because I shared passwords with my stepfather. He said so at one point, "I mean, you know, I know we're bad, but you hear stuff like that, and you go." maybe we're not as bad as everyone else <laughs> um but Jody Fleisch in that he talked about that and he sort of said I don't really I can't even remember who organized it I just don't know how it came about yeah but, but you
2: you have to get like a visa and all that but, you know performing visa and all that stuff where well, 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 oh my oh, yeah
1: sorry it's wrestling <laughs> yeah. carry on so he ends up having <laughs> his first match in the ECW arena and there's a huge ECW fan He is, you know, thrilled to be there. And that took place at CZW's uh, tournament called Mm. Best of the Best. Uh, This is the second year it ran. And that was, it's very much CZW were an ultra-violent sort of ECW-style hardcore promotion. But they also, like ECW, had these sort of scientific tournaments every year. They realized people can't just watch death matches constantly. You need a balanced card that has great performances on it as well to sort of, you know, even it all out. Mm. And that was what this Best of the Best tournament was. He said at the time when he arrived there, he just felt like a tourist. He, you know, nobody knew who he was, and uh, he didn't know anything about really how it all worked. <laughs> um, and that is where we come in with this match. Okay, um, you, you, knocked, absolutely knocked out by it. Yeah, you?
2: it was great. Like it was some of the. <laughs> it was like a seven twenty sort of DDT thing. Oh. I was like, what the? fuck? And they, again. It was two thousand and two, yeah, and 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 um, it was off. It was, he, one of them came off a, the top turnbuckle, sort of rotated in the air, and kicked the other one in the head. It was like, yeah, it was a, it, it was a, it was. Amazing. It's astonishing. I mean, yeah.
1: Johnny Storm is is one of those guys who they are very much linked and united. But there is a sense of people going, Jody Fleisch, he could have been, you know, one of mm. the huge stars, and people don't really talk enough about Johnny Storm. Right, uh, he is fifty percent of this match, and he is he is absolutely not a sort of passenger in this by any means. Um. He comes out and he starts like shouting at the crowd yeah, playing and with faggots and stuff. Oh, well, I know even in I was I was even like I was oh, a different, time, yeah, different but time. I was like 2002, 2002, still yeah, not acceptable, yeah. but. What, what he got, What he's, he comes out with his little sort of shitty high
2: pitched Essex voice. He sounds like a, a 90s happy card singer. <laughs> yeah. Go on, get up, get up. <laughs> you people are the biggest lot of
1: shitheads I've ever seen in my life, he says. <laughs> shithead. <laughs> shithead is one of my favourite swear words. Uh. Oh, you shithead. It's just <laughs> magic. It's cutting, isn't it? It really, it really is. is yeah. it's it's like... You hear it so infrequently, and yeah. you go, oh, that came from somewhere. Shithead. You shithead. I don't think. I
2: could call anyone in my life a shit. <laughs> I'll call him a cunt. I'll call him anyone. There, a cunt, there are but... two
1: things that are really really offensive. One is shithead and mm. the other is you're a little prick. Little prick. Yeah, anything little that's prick. <laughs> little prick. It's a real. Oh, that's hard. I'm re- I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to call you a again. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> um, he comes out, and I love the fact that you know he's. It's got that very basic thing of I've got my tights, I've got my my sort of leotard that I wear. I've got um, my Matrix glasses. <laughs> yeah, Matrix glasses. It was a very British thing where you were like, I don't really have a gimmick, but I want to show that I'm cool and rich. Yeah, sunglasses. Sunglasses that has cool done the trick.
2: Matrix glasses. Cool and rich. I'm in the Matrix.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but what he what he is doing really? He comes out, and you actually see. Gosh, there's a lot of, like, British influence in what he does.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC.
3: For free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: And that whole thing of coming out and berating the crowd and continually going back to it and pointing at people going, you know, you shut your mouth. (laughs) It's really sort of like that. that's a big part of the butlin' circuit Mm. of making the crowd part of the show and hectoring them. I mean, uh, he is also sort of going, well, I'm in America in CZW now, so I will also swear. So he's a bit (laughs) like, at one point, he's like, button it, you shut it. Fuck off. <laughs> he sort of goes and it's a little bit sort of joined together. I, I love his sort of like Bret Hart crossed with uh, a van weasel uh, look. Van weasel, I think I might have mentioned it before. My, my favourite thing, Johnny Vaughan came up with it and I think it's one of the funniest observations I've ever seen like a non-stand-up right. come up with and that was you know, his big thing about if you see a works van like a painter or a decorator or a plumber's there's always two men and in the middle is what he calls the van, van weasel. weasel. Yeah, yeah, you good know, Nice. Like a, little, a little scrawny lad, about 17, <laughs> with sort of like, you know, uh, open mouth and, uh, you know, jug ears yeah. with, with a cap on. Yeah. That is a van weasel. Yeah. Um, they, they actually, when we were at Capital, they started giving away stuffed van weasels that you could stick on your work van. <laughs> if you done a van weasel for yourself. I went into rooms that were full of those and I've never, ever seen one since. <laughs> and all I think now is I quite like a van weasel. Yeah, I'm quite like a van well, weasel. Johnny Storm does have a sort of van weasel which is good for a wrestler. It's a sort of like you're an annoying little shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're a big mouthy shit. It's, you know, it's
2: such sweaty hair, such oily Greasy. hair, oh. proper ball. Well, hair. You would have to. I put hairspray on because yeah. I have very thin hair, and it, you know, people have recommended me products before. It will just it just floats away. It's uh-huh. like candy. Flo- it's ridiculous. So I put hairspray on just to keep it in some semblance of control. And it's but it's like glue, and I have to like I shampoo twice to uh-huh. get it out. I cannot imagine
1: how long that takes to get oh, out. Yeah, like d- crude you know what, you be like you ha-
2: getting, a, getting a little duck uh,
1: on the beach just covered in crude oil. <laughs> you know what you have to do? You have to just go, there'll come a time where I'll want to wash this. Don't wash it. i just cut it off. I <laughs> will no, just, just it. cut it off and start again. In fact, I have cut seen... yourself out of
2: it like a, like a smashed up car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wad of
1: hairy chewing gum, <laughs> painted black. Yeah. I have actually seen pictures of Johnny Storm and he does have a shaved head. Does so he, whether right, or not he yeah. has to take that final thing of just going, well, this ain't coming out. <laughs> right shit Ed. you know <laughs> snip snip um what what's what's you know great on, and czw as well this always anytime you watch czw even from this era slightly the same with ring of honor it is like you're watching third generation pornography it feels like somehow this has survived and you know you weren't supposed to see this yeah because it's like it's filmed on audio tape it's so fuzzy and crap you think about wwe in 2002 and I know. I no one was saying they had to be state of the art, but I think they are using like camcorders mm, at this right, stage, yeah, 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 dubbing yeah. straight onto videotapes. Mm. And then just go up. We'll I'll burn a couple of those off. For the, I mean, it really is sort of. I find it very, very exciting when I see that. I know exactly what era I'm in. Yeah, and it reminds me of seeing it on tapes. You know. Oh yeah,
2: and you know for a fact the masters won't survive because of the the degradation of those kind of media. That kind of media Completely. does not last.
1: It's basically if you if you got it on a DVD at an early point for a tape trade who had an original that mm. is the best condition yeah. copy out there. Yeah. Um, what they go into is a, a fantastic. It's such a good match, and it's such a good match because they are. Coming from, you know, no one has any expectations about what they do. They have literally not been heard of by anyone in this room. And they come out. And what they do is they they are just this new breed of wrestler who have looked internationally. Mm. So they come out and it starts off with this very classic British sort of counter wrestling. And, they're, you know, one of them gets the other down. He counters, gets the other one down. He counters. They both flip up. You know, there's an arm thing that one of them will get out of and they'll put the other one in. And it's just proper lovely British chain wrestling. Yeah. The beautiful sort of human chess game that takes place. What they've also put in is they've put in loads of sort of Japanese high-flying spectacular moves. Uh, and they've also added that American both showmanship and really sort of mouthy aggression. There's They're both quite arrogant in this. Yeah. And it's just it just all works. And I... I slightly think, and I only thought of it this afternoon, but I think what they did here was they invented the indie spot fest where matches didn't really have build. Mm. They were just a series of absolutely jaw-dropping sort of moments yeah. that you just went, this is thrilling. They, they, they do the huge moves that should end the match, but don't because mm. some, you know you kick out. And that happens again and again and again. And I was actually thinking, 2002, that is a very early point for what really I think you know you could see in 2020 – and I wonder if they invented the spot fest. I'm just absolutely fascinated by it. Um, it. It's very, very high impact as well, which is that great thing that gets it across with the audience, where they aren't just like, "Well, this is a choreographed match." Yeah, it is just like I wouldn't want to do any of this. Oh, like the the, the clotheslines have just flipped oh, right over. I mean, I mean, there's there's a, a. It starts, I think, the first bit that you go, "Shit, this is not just flippy shit." <laughs> is uh, Jody Fleisch does a a springboard <laughs> missile drop kick off the middle rope, or off the top rope, uh, right in the middle of the ring, and he goes into the back of Johnny Storm's head, and he flies out of the ring through the ropes, just like a torpedo. And it just, I mean, it's he. he there's a, a bit where ah oh, Jody Fleisch does he j- bounces up onto the rope and then does a springboard shooting star press. Mm. So he does a backward somersault onto Johnny Storm. He so nearly wipes out so nearly wipes out and he lands on a floor that has no mats it's just concrete and the commentator's like that's exactly what you got to do to get over and what they're saying there is they're going that looked so dangerous (laughs) Um, and they almost really really died um (laughs) there's just so many good good Mm. pieces i mean there's when when you've sort of gone that's really impressive what they did in the ring suddenly johnny storm has got a chair and he's walloping, and they they chuck them out into, <laughs> into the audience. The audience yeah. Hits him with a beer can, and then oh, they, they Jody Fleisch just doesn't move. Did you even notice this? It's sort of hard to see because it's dark. Uh-oh. But there's a bit where he runs towards a wall yeah, and he just walks up the wall and does a moonsault off the oh, wall right, okay. it is legitimately like something from the Matrix it really <laughs> is amazing uh, I believe it was called something like a, a, uh, a running wall moonsault I mean mm. it's pretty basic but <laughs> but actually watching it it's that thing about again it's someone doing that thing where you run at a wall and you do a backflip Yeah. well he's doing that in the middle of a wrestling <laughs> match having wrestled for 10 minutes at a juncture where it works as an offensive move it is absolutely beautiful Beautiful and Crankin. brilliant. Um, I, I I couldn't get enough of this. At the, the point where Johnny Storm was doing his rewind Stormensteiner, <laughs> rewind Stormensteiner, okay. he bounces on the ropes, uh, on the turnbuckle. He then bounces backwards on his opponent, and does a reverse uh, hurricane runner. I mean, it was just. I mean, it's just such an incredible match. Mm. One of the things that was really really big for me watching this at the time was this was two British people doing it. Yeah. and that made it all the more special mm. uh they they are just they were they were in a league of their own and what it did was it suddenly opened your eyes to the idea you went christ okay so we have wrestlers in britain still do we mm. and that was really one of the things that a that whole generation began going oh okay so i can do it here because yeah. we you don't just have to be a, a, a fake x-pack you know you, <laughs> you don't have to be you know a kenneth shamrock you can be you but you can be an international star Mm. Um, what is sort of really odd about I mean the closest parallel I keep going back on myself, but the closest parallel that you could really get, especially to Jody Fleisch, who was, you know, really the star of this match. Mm. You know, the two men work incredibly well together, but Jody Fleisch is obviously given the victory and also is doing moves that really no one had ever seen at the time.
2: He's also wearing like a metal bead necklace that I used to wear <laughs> yeah. around about the same time. He
1: looked cool. <laughs> he didn't look as, again, like traditional British wrestlers because mm. what he looked like was he looked like someone young and cool. Mm. I know watching it back now, it doesn't look that cool. <laughs> He looks like, you know, he's someone who's just discovered MDMA at <laughs> a campsite, um, you know, or someone who you sort of go, I, I was at a Cornish festival and I met a boy and he's coming up this weekend and he turns up, you know, and he's in Hyde Park, you know, asking why it's so expensive and whether he can go in the Serpentine, you know. <laughs> some, of that, some of that may be based on uh, a particularly painful breakup. Wow. <laughs> but what they, what they, what you, what you, what you had, he was like a Will Ospreay in New Japan. Yeah. So when Will Ospreay came, through and everyone was like the british are back that embarrassing like chariots of fire colin welland speech where he, he won the best adapted screenplay and went up at the oscars and he sort of went the british are back and everyone was like oh this is excruciating that's how i felt watching the jody jody Fleisch and johnny storm match and it's how i felt when will osprey started doing well in japan mm. where where you suddenly realised the success of one person from a scene could elevate suddenly elevate the scene yeah. what it says to people as well in that scene is it says for the first time in a long time the doors are not shut the doors to doing this across the world are open. Yeah. And that was, that was really thrilling. Um, Jody Fleisch talked about this in an interview about the actual match and what happened in the aftermath. He said, um, there was a moment at the end of the show where they went through the names on the show on a microphone asking the live crowd who they thought was their honorary best of the best. When they announced my name, the crowd's reaction actually blew me away. I legitimately wasn't expecting it. Based on that response and also their response when they were asked about the match of the night, CZW gave me two trophies. Match of the night and crowds best of the best. And the next time they brought me in, they gave me another one for match of the year 2002. That was for this match. It's a great memory for me. And although it was tough, I remember throwing up afterwards. It was great to get to work in front of that crowd. My dad had taken me there on holiday to that same arena when I was younger. And I'd sat there picturing what it would be like to work there. Uh, (laughs) This is the nicest part about it. So um, you remember ECW had some sort of super fans who were always in the front row. Mm. And one of them was called Straw Hat Guy because he always wore a straw hat right, and a white yeah, yeah. shirt and Jody Fleisch said uh, uh, when straw hat guy asked me for my autograph I signed it for him but I made sure he gave me his two.
2: <laughs> sweet. Now, I like that a lot.
1: After this match, what it looked like was that there was a big career beckoning for, if not both men, mm. certainly for Jody Fleisch. And Jodie Fleisch did do some work in Ring of Honor. Um, in 2003, FWA back in Britain held a show called Revival. And what this was was a statement of intent of saying we can rebuild UK wrestling and we can build this scene. Here. Mm. Um, it, it, that did not work. <laughs> but it did act as one of those important sort of signposts for a scene beginning to recover and develop. Um, it took place at Crystal Palace Indoor Arena. It was broadcast live on Talksport on the radio. Oh, right, they just okay. had a radio commentary of revival. This was all to do with the fact that Tommy Boyd and Talksport had become involved with the FWA mm. and they did lots of wrestling shows and things like that. And it was later screened on uh, Bravo. So you could actually watch it on uh, free TV. Mm. Um, uh, Doug Williams was beaten by Jody Fleisch in the in the tournament, uh, which uh, also involved Eddie Guerrero, and that's uh, where Fleisch got his uh, medal by the Dynamite Kid, I believe. I may have slightly mis- mixed up the timings earlier when I was talking about it. I think I said it was in two thousand two. But I believe it's there. The easiest way to do it is to do your own research. <laughs> yeah. I was not <laughs> going to go that deep. Uh, not to use a lot of beer-stained notes. Um, <laughs> oh, but they
2: are soggy, aren't they?
1: You would, you know, he was the chosen one for British wrestling. He was the figurehead. And yeah. in September 2003, uh, he was forced to retire. Uh, he had a number of minor injuries, but he, he uh, cited personal problems and so he retired from the scene at the age of 23. Jeez, that um, is early, isn't it? Yeah, he did return to wrestling. Um, I, I, I've actually I've seen him on some shows in the last couple of years, right. uh, often teaming with Johnny Storm, uh, his opponent in this <laughs> match. Um, in 2007, he was in York Hall and did a shooting star press off the ring, and that nearly ended awfully because he, uh, as he came down, he really really caught his face on some wooden steps Blah. as he did it and it and it's the whole place is just like, oh my god he's dead yeah um i, 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 I you know please look after yourself a bit better <laughs> um he's also got a small role in the the fighting with my family film oh has he yes, and he mentioned in the interview that I was listening that he hoped the uh, The Rock would see him and sort of go, I think you've got star potential. It's uh, it's just very sweet. But what was really interesting about this match, not only just that it's an important historical match and it's really important, I think it really is important in the the development of British wrestling. I think, you know, people like me, I did not go into wrestling. But what it made me realise, it made me realise, well, Britain isn't shit at this. you know. And I started looking at what was around in Britain. And I got interested in the FWA. And I started watching it on Bravo. And I think there would be other people who probably, unlike me, then went, I would like to do this too, and became big stars. Mm. You know, I simply watched it and then had a cigarette <laughs> out of my bedroom window and went to bed. <laughs> um, but I had a look at this, and this is absolutely, this becomes one of my favorite things about any wrestling that we've ever covered. And that is uh, that Johnny Storm and Jody Fleisch have something almost unique. And what it is, is they are like, since day one, they've basically been dance partners. So <laughs> they work together. On a level that I don't think that you could think there are two active competitors who have ever done that, I had a look through Cage Match, which lists all these sort of uh, wrestling results that, that are available. Yeah. And every single year, right, that he has had at least one singles match against Johnny Storm. So Jody <laughs> Fleisch versus Jody, Johnny Storm has taken place in 1997, <laughs> 1999, 2000, 2001. Two thousand two, two thousand three, <laughs> two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand nine, ten, eleven. 15 16 <laughs> 17 18 19 and 20 wow they have been having one-on-one matches for 18 different years we are old a in 2008 <laughs> and 2012 they didn't have singles matches that were recorded but they did have tag team matches together <laughs> so they've had this 20 years of just continually working with each other in all cage match have 197 recorded matches Uh, with the two of them Mm. either as opponents or tag team partners i hope they're friends they have more (laughs) than 120 matches against each other in various combinations um uh, i checked out their one-on-one record and even better than that i don't know if it's booked like this i shouldn't think so because it's for all different organizations they continually level out (laughs) so it goes when they start in 1997 by the time you get to 2003 they've had 10 wins each right (laughs) You get to 2011, it's leveled up again, and it's level again in 2017. Currently, the available ones uh, it states that uh, Johnny Storm has won 24 and <laughs> Jody Fleisch has won 29. Brilliant. And even nicer than that, the last match that both men had um, before the pandemic uh, on the 14th of March 2020, they were in London at the Resistance Gallery. Uh, and uh, Jody Fleisch won that one. Um, <laughs> watching this interview, he said he spent lockdown watching Hammer Horror, uh, and with his mate's password, he's been watching WWE Network. Um, oh,
2: that that uh, rings true for he, a lot of
1: us. Yeah. yeah. He says he's, he doesn't really watch a lot of wrestling. It's not really sort of, you know, something I think he enjoys. He says he'll have a watch every few months mm. at sort of 1990s WWF stuff. <laughs> uh, and he also works as a personal trainer. Ah, right, okay. But what it got me thinking, Pete, is, uh, all right, when we come to the final thing of WrestleMania, the pandemic will be over. I was thinking, do you know what would be great? We put on a show, right? One show. We can afford to lose the money on this. Right? And I was thinking, what I'd really, really like is if it's 2021, mm. let's do Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm. And let's get them in. But we're not going to ask them to recreate the 2002 match. I, you know, I think that would end up in the death of one of them. But I, I think it's such a nice thing, and people don't talk about it enough about that idea about two men who have spent, I mean, over half their lives mm. just each year Wrestling meeting each up other, yeah. to do their little their little dance. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, <laughs> it, it would only have been nicer if I'd have finished all that research and I'd gone. And do you know what, Pete? I had a look, and in 2018. They got married. <laughs> yes, that was
2: perfect.
1: Uh, oh, uh, that would so perfect. Unfortunately, I think both of them are heterosexual. Oh, grow up, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Get ta- it on already. Taste ta- 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 something different. Um, yeah, I mean, just I love this match. <laughs> I, out of all the matches that we saw, this is the one that I hadn't really thought about. It was obviously suggested by one of the uh, Wrestling Marks pat- patrons. Mm. Um, and I just absolutely adored going back to it. I think of all the matches from two thousand and two, I'd be surprised if any single one of them has held up as well as that has. Mm. No,
2: I'd, I'd, I, it it doesn't seem like it was done in two thousand and two in Not any way. It, it seems like it just look It reminded me of Ricochet. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Will Osprey. Will Osprey. Yep.
1: Again, just, uh, you know exactly. Fox, it. It's, Fox, it. it's a, Yeah, it's a proper sort of genre defining. Mm-hmm historical moment yeah. in, in wrestling yeah. um, and it was done by two British people <laughs> you know that, that makes me so proud <laughs> Brexit means Brexit Brexit means Brexit <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle
2: later like that's awful